This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom and Mind, a podcast about maternal mental health from conception, pregnancy, to birth and postpartum. Real stories from moms and family members who've made it from struggling to wellness, and interviews with experts and advocates who work for moms and families to get the help they need. We discuss very real struggles that can sometimes be hard to hear, but these are stories that need to be told so that moms and families can know that healing is possible. This podcast is meant to offer information and awareness and is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Thank you for being with us today. Welcome back. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. In honor of October being Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, we are sharing this episode with you a little bit ahead of schedule of that month because our guest has an offering for October for moms of color who've experienced loss. So I'll give you a couple more details about that in a moment. But the things we're going to be touching on today are really Erica sharing her story and her experience with loss and how her experience has shaped what she's doing now, which includes a podcast called Sisters in Loss. Erica McAfee is the founder of Sisters in Loss, LLC, a faith-based grief and pregnancy loss coaching company that helps black women turn their pain into their purpose after loss. They provide consulting and coaching services to help women step beyond anxiety and fear and into trust and peace after loss. The Sisters in Loss podcast spotlights faith-filled black women who share miscarriage, infant loss, and infertility stories and testimonials to heal, gain clarity and peace, find hope, and become victorious after loss. Erica is a grief and pregnancy loss coach, pastor's wife, and mom to two angels in heaven and one rainbow baby Maxwell, also known as Super Mighty Max. She is an alumnus of Virginia Commonwealth University with a BS in chemical engineering. And she has found her way into this work now through her own experience. And at the end of our chat today, I'll let you know about the online summit that she's hosting in October. For now, let's meet Erica. Welcome, Erica. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I love social media for one thing in particular, and it's that I get to meet people like you who are doing really important work. And I don't even remember how I landed on your Instagram page or whatnot, but I'm happy to be connected and have found the amazing work that you're doing. And I'm really excited to share it with our listeners today. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy that we connected as well. Yeah, it's just fascinating. I mean, you're doing such important work and 
Yeah. So let's get into that. If you can tell us kind of your story, how you got into the Sisters in Lost podcast business. Yes. So I have been an avid fan of podcasts for maybe three or four years. And um, I used to have a long commute to work. So Mm -hmm. I started listening to podcasts as well as audiobooks and just really fell in love with podcasts. But I felt there wasn't a podcast that kind of fit and told the stories of a lot of my friends and myself who've actually experienced miscarriages or, you know, hard pregnancies, difficult pregnancies, and losses associated with those pregnancies. And then the complications that a lot of Black women go through just to get pregnant, stay pregnant, and then bring Mm -hmm. a healthy baby home. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how the podcast was born. I just wanted to be able to tell the stories of, you know, everyday women who've experienced this kind of traumatic loss and their journeys to motherhood. So I started the podcast back in August of 2017. So it's been a full year and we have been telling every week, we tell stories of people who have experienced, you know, have had fertility issues, whether it's due to PCOS, Mm -hmm. polycystic ovarian syndrome, or fibroids, uterine fibroids, or just being diagnosed as secondary infertility, you know, being having had a previous child all the way up into people who just had recurrent losses and really don't Mm -hmm. have some unexplained infertility and aren't really sure why they've had recurrent losses. So we tell all of those stories from a faith-based perspective and just really share how our faith has played a role in those losses and getting to us to a place of healing, a place of peace, a place of clarity, and a place that we're willing to share and help others along the way on that journey. So it's been a blessing and I love the work that I do. Wow, that is so powerful. And I know you do the podcast, but you do some coaching also, correct? Yes, I do. I coach also on the side for those women who are very early in their loss. You know, someone's had a loss and they definitely want to reach out and have someone that's there who can help step them and give them the tools they need and point them in the right direction. I'm not a licensed therapist, but I definitely do give them some tools that I use to help me get through those first three months that transition back to work. And then I also help coach women who are going through pregnancy after loss. So they've had a loss, right. whether it's a miscarriage or a stillbirth or an infant or child loss, and they're trying to get pregnant. So they have some anxiety and some fear there. And they need some coaching on during that trying to conceive is what we call it in our community, the TTC phase Mm -hmm. where they're trying to conceive. And then also I help support them throughout their pregnancy, helping them to celebrate the milestones throughout their pregnancy and just celebrate the journey because they know the difficult road it took to get there and to continue to maintain, you know, removing all the doubt, the fears, the stress, the anxiety, any nervousness they have. So they can get to the place where they're bringing a happy and healthy baby home. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, 
you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. At the end of their pregnancy. So two different styles of coaching. And um, I've been really enjoying that work as well. And then I have a Facebook group where our community of listeners gather. And that's just another place of healing and understanding and for people to express how they feel about certain things and issues that are going on in the world. I know more recently, someone's recently posted about the baby killer whale that the mom was carrying. I don't know yeah, if you saw that story in the news. Did. So we've had great discussions around that and just how, you know, the mom didn't want to let go of their baby. Mm-hmm. The whale didn't want to let go of their child. And I think she just recently was able to let her calf go, but it really just we just really kind of dig in a little bit deeper to talk about more so than what we do on the podcast, but go a little bit deeper and really talk about just the relationships around loss. I mean, cause mm-hmm. it affects not just only you and your partner, but it also affects everyone around you, your family members, your friends, your coworkers, mm-hmm. your children, if you have other children. Right. And then we just go deeper into, you know, really understanding how do we all get to a place of healing where we're able to freely talk about our loss and not cry. Cause I think that, we all have to continue to move on after any kind of loss, not just loss mm-hmm. of a child, but we lose close loved ones and close parents or friends and family members that are rear and near and dear to us. We typically, after the funeral's over with, you know, you typically don't have the same amount of people around you. Right. And you have to go on with your life, but mm-hmm. your life is not always the same. It's, you're never that same person, especially after you've been through a traumatic experience. So we dig deep into those topics in my Facebook group as well. That's really great. I mean, because as you said, you know, you yourself were listening to podcasts, you've experienced your own loss and you weren't finding a forum or format where you felt seen and heard and reflected. And so you've gone ahead and made that multiple spaces that do that specifically for women of color to discuss the loss. And it sounds like in a really safe place or in in a place at least where people feel like they can talk about it. Right, exactly. And a lot of the issues that are facing women of color in particular are the same issues, whether uterine fibroid is huge in the African-American community. Most of everyone had a fibroid or may not know they have fibroids, but still have them. 
Um, so we, I focus a lot on a lot of the ailments that I know that African-Americans really face. And a lot of our guests talk about their journeys and their experiences with those ailments and what it really helps do to the listeners. It just basically gives them a better educated understanding of, you know, endometriosis and PCOS and fibroids and unexplained infertility so that they know what questions they should be asking their practitioners, their mm-hmm. therapists, what have you, when they go to the next step of their journey, wherever they are in their journey to motherhood. All right. I mean, so you're giving education too, because right, a lot of people may not know that they have it, like you said, or know what questions to ask. I mean, that's incredibly empowering just to know what questions to ask. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. And so primarily what you focus on, though, I mean, the Sisters and Loss is the name of the podcast itself. I'm curious what you've heard through your interviews and also just from yourself or moms. What do you think makes it harder for women of color to discuss loss and get the help that they need? I think what it's a stigma in the African-American community in particular, where we really just don't talk about that stuff. We kind of keep it close to our chest, put our head down and keep moving. And I think that is what I'm trying to break down and open up and make people more open to talk about these things. And I think having celebrities like Beyonce most recently in her Vogue cover talked about her traumatic birth experience and have to have a C-section with her Mm -hmm. twins and having Serena Williams come and talk about, you know, her traumatic birth experience with her emergency C-section with her Mm -hmm. daughter and then having a pulmonary embolism after that. Mm -hmm. I think having those celebrities talk about it helps shed light into the bigger issue going on around with African-American women and just their health in general. But I think specifically with the podcast, I try to basically form a lot of the questions and a lot of the topics around all of the different issues that are facing African-American women so that they understand, like I said before, that they have a voice in it. They know when to speak up and how to speak up. And then also on the flip side of it, they know the tools that are out there. I think that's the other thing. There's so many tools that are out there for a lot of the different ailments or just things that they may not know, mm-hmm. just to give them the tools that are out there that they could use so that they can continue on their journey to motherhood, but also have the tools in their toolbox so that they know what to do if someone asks them a question that may be a little off-putting. Like they, <laughs> they know mm-hmm. how to respond in a proper way because, you know, they've heard someone respond a different way. and was like, you know, maybe I'll respond that way especially questions regarding motherhood. No matter where people are on their journey, I think a lot of people may not know what to say or how to say it to certain people, especially if you experience loss. So giving people those tools through storytelling, I think is powerful. And there's Mm -hmm. so much healing in being able to just share your story openly and freely and being able to have it being received on the other end and then all the, the healing that takes place internally and then mentally that you do once you speak those words, you mm-hmm. know, that you've been healed from such a traumatic experience. Are you getting a lot of requests for people who want to share their story? Of course I do. I get a lot of requests at first because it was hard. Mm-hmm. I will admit that it was very difficult in the beginning to get people to be on the podcast. And then the beginning episodes of my podcast, probably the first 20 episodes, it was more or less me reaching out to people who already had existing foundations and Mm -hmm. were doing the work around Mm -hmm. pregnancy and infant loss or infertility. 
So I think once I started reaching out more and just growing the brand and the platform that more people were like, oh man, I've experienced this. Let me join her community. Oh man, they're talking about some good stuff. I think I'm at a place now in my healing, whether I've gone to therapy, whether I've been counseled, you know, through a pastor or some type of church official, you know, my husband and I have gone to therapy. Now I'm in a better place on my healing journey where I'm willing to share and open up and break down all those walls and really share my experience because everybody's experience is different. Everybody's journey to motherhood is different. So I, I just love that storytelling aspect. And now it's been a blessing. You know, a lot of people are more willing to open up and share. And I don't even have to put out any more cold mm-hmm. emails anymore. <laughs> yeah, People are just coming to me, which has been a blessing. And it's what I've been asking for yeah. all along is that people are just more willing to share their story because they know that whatever part of their story is going to be powerful for someone else to hear. Right. That's amazing when you have that kind of momentum behind your work, because it's almost like every single story is giving somebody else permission to feel their feelings and maybe share their story, even if they're not sharing it on a podcast, maybe they're talking to a friend about it. But hearing it from somebody else almost makes it, I think, kind of click in people's minds for themselves that like, oh, it's not just me. Oh, I'm not alone. Or, oh, I can get, you know, help for this. I don't have to feel like this anymore. Right. It's it's really powerful through story. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, how have through your podcast or your the community that you've created, what have you seen in terms of how the podcast helps support women through the grieving process of loss? I have seen us really just build a community around it. I think that a lot of women as they've been in the community and on the podcast and sharing their stories, they have continue to persevere on and continue to move forward with their journey. You know, I have two women in particular that that come to mind that um, when I interviewed them, you know, at the end of last year, beginning of this year, you know, they had just experienced a loss, you know, due to IVF, you know, going through IVF Mm -hmm. cycle and they had both lost babies, but they continue to persevere. And one of them just had her baby (laughs) and one of them is currently almost, five or six months pregnant. So I think that seeing the healing and transformation that takes place when people are in community and when people, you know, a lot of people may not be willing to share on a podcast and I I understand that, but being able to do it in a private space, like my private Facebook group Mm -hmm. gives people healing, just knowing of all the other supportive comments that they see especially if they're having a bad day. You know, I always tell people post your bad days because we all have bad days. You know, it's okay to not be okay. Like we all have bad days and something may trigger us Mm -hmm. and may send us back to that place of grief where we did not know it was going to trigger us too. So we all have bad days. So I think that sense of community helps bring healing and helps get you to a place of healing a little bit faster. But then seeing all the success stories, whether it's through IVF or people who have been trying to conceive to actually get pregnant, or even for those people who may not have experienced loss who listen to my podcast because they either have endometriosis or fibroids or PCOS, they still get something from the podcast because they have those conditions. And most of the Black women I interview have those three conditions. So they all still get and glean something from it. And I think that's been powerful as we continue to grow. 
All right. So, I mean, you're, you're covering quite a bit just in terms of topics. You're covering a lot of health-related issues that are contributing to infertility or loss, but there's this other deep emotional and also spiritual side that you attend to as well. Can you speak to the emotional side and the spiritual side of kind of what comes up on the podcast? And yeah. Yes. So from a spiritual perspective, we really talk about our faith and how our faith has played a role in our healing journey. So like I said before, after the funeral's over with, if you've had a funeral for your loss, typically people go away. No one checks up on you. No one calls Mm -hmm. you. You know, you typically have to go back to life as it was, but life really isn't like it was. Life is different. You know, you're different. You know, you've experienced this trauma. So we really talk about how our faith intersects with that trauma and how do we use our faith to either strengthen us and so that we can continue to move on in our journeys or sometimes how our faith kind of goes to the wayside. You know, because some people may turn their backs against God or may question God, you know, especially when it comes to the loss of a child. Mm -hmm. You're like, you know, God, why would you take me through a situation like Mm -hmm. this when, you know, I've been doing everything right. I've been going Mm -hmm. to church. I've been paying my tithes. Like I've been doing all the good stuff, you know, so we really delve deep into those type of questions. And then also from a faith perspective, really, how does that affect your relationships with the people around you, with the people Mm -hmm. you love, Mm -hmm. with your family, with your partner, with your husband, your wife, you're like, All of that plays a role in your faith. And we really like to take a deep dive into answering those questions and then giving people some tools, some scriptures that can go to things that that people leaned on during those tough moments and those tough times. And then any communities that are out there that are specific to the need. There are also a lot of other communities that are out there that are specific to any kind of loss, whether it's stillbirths or, Mm -hmm. or people who've had cervical incompetence. You know, there's different communities that are out there. So it gives them another tool in their toolbox that they can use to go search for those other communities that are out there. But from a faith-based perspective, we always talk about how God has really influenced us during our grief and healing journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thank you for speaking to the dynamics of that, you know, sometimes pulling closer to faith and sometimes pushing it away for any number of reasons, but that's the whole whole process in and of itself that it sounds like you've created a space where people can feel those feelings too. Right, right, exactly. Where they're able to be open about it and just Mm -hmm. be like, you know, like you all, it was hard. Like, you know, I questioned God and, you know, sometimes God didn't answer my question, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes we just have, and I think that's a part of the grief. That's a part of that five cycles, you know, the things that you have to go through, through your grief journey, you have to go through all those questions that, you know, asking why and being angry and being sad. And you have to go through all of that to get to a better place, to get to a place where you're feeling like you are moving forward. You're not forgetting what happened, but you're moving forward with your life because you know, you have a goal. And most of the women in my group, their goal is to have a baby by any means, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's through IVF, whether it's through adoption, whether it's through surrogacy, you know, they're trying to have a successful pregnancy. So, you know, we really focus on that. Right. And that's beautiful that you really are supportive of the whole grieving process, because I think there are so few safe places to do that. Most people, like you said, you know, when the services are done, 
you know, people tend to, and this is true for just about everything. Everything, People, right, people want exactly. you to be done too. Right, right. Like over it, better, whatever. But I think a lot of people suffer in silence and feel like they're not supposed to feel how they're feeling. I mean, your feelings are there. You have to have a place to go through that. And um, when we don't, I think it really impacts us. It makes it, we shove that, those feelings down and then they come out some other way. Yep, exactly, exactly. So what should we know more about in order to support women of color through loss? Well, most recently, CBS News did an article, um, maybe a 14 or 15 minute presentation about maternal mortality in America and how it's it's an American crisis, but more specifically in the African-American community, Black women aren't being heard, and we experience maternal mortality as well as infant mortality three to four times more than our white counterparts. Mm. And I'm going to repeat that again. We experience maternal mortality, so more Black women die and more Black women have infants or babies who die three to four times more than our white counterparts. And the main reason why in this grand article that, that CBS News did, it was because Black women are not being taken serious with their practitioners, their OBGYNs, their Mm -hmm. midwives, their doulas. Their voices aren't being heard. So Mm -hmm. there are people that are dying every way from maternal death. And it's due to the same reason. It's not just a crisis for Black women, but particularly with with African-American women, it's definitely higher. Mm -hmm. So what can we do as a community as American citizens right. who are supporting women through their journeys to motherhood, we have to listen to folks, you know, no matter what color their skin is, like we have to mm-hmm. listen because we're, we're dying so much more in the land of the free, right. where we have so much more healthcare advantages compared to folks that are in third and fourth and fourth four countries. And they're not having the same mortality rates that we are. Right. We have to listen to, each and every person who comes through your door when it comes to a crisis, an issue, a pain point, it's things that I always ask in my interviews on my podcast, you know, what can we do differently? What would you do differently? What questions would you ask differently Mm -hmm. this next go around so Mm -hmm. that you know what questions that you can ask to your practitioners so that they are giving you what you need. And if you don't, if you're not getting what you need from your certain practitioner and they're not listening to you, There are so many other ones that I'm pretty sure are covered under your insurance in your network. So go and find a second opinion, a third opinion, fourth opinion, until you get someone that understands you, understands your needs and concerns, understands your medical history Mm -hmm. and your loss history in particular for those who have experienced loss. And that can give you that sound guidance that which you need so that you can continue on your journey to motherhood. And I can't stress that enough. Our voice matters. We have to speak up in every situation, no matter what you're in. If in doubt, if you feel like you're getting scared, you need to speak up. That's even more reason why you should say something. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, 
we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Uh, yes. I, yeah, I hope everybody heard that. And if you didn't, rewind and listen to it all again. <laughs> that is so important. And thank you for really addressing that head on. I really hope people can hear you. I hope that the people who are listening, not just the moms who are going through it, but the healthcare providers yeah. too, like there's a message in here for you as well. Yeah, you need to listen. It happens way too often. So absolutely, yes, women raise their voices, healthcare providers listen. And what would you say to like friends and family? To friends and family, I would say, continue to check on your loved one. Just because you feel like they may look and they may smile and they may be acting the same, they still have some deep, dark moments when they're by themselves and they have no distractions where they are still feeling um, that grief and that sadness and that anger from their loss. So I would say continue to check on your family members or your good friends that you know have gone through some type of loss. And this is just not pertaining to the loss of a child, but mm -hmm. a loss in general will shake you up no matter mm -hmm. where it is. So continue to reach out to that person. You just never know what a text message saying, you know, I'm thinking of you. Just let you know, I'm thinking of you. I love you. I'm praying for you would do for somebody and how that could brighten someone's day. So continue to check that, you know, I always see the meme on Instagram, check on your strong friend, mm -hmm. check on your friends in general, <laughs> uh, right. check on your friends in general, especially if they've gone through some type of trauma, they need you even when you don't think they do mm -hmm. a small text message and a small gesture will always be there. And then also just be a listening ear. I think that's a big thing. And yeah. just being a listening ear, sometimes you just being there, I know with throughout all of my the losses I've had, my friends just came. They didn't know what to say. They didn't mm -hmm. know how to say it. They just came and just sat around and just let me talk. And, mm -hmm. you know, I can't get that time back with right. them being there, you know. So that was always beneficial just to have friends that would just be there 
and just sit and just listen to you, especially if there's weeks that's passed, months that's passed, years that's passed, that trauma's still there if you don't work on it. So the other thing I would like to end with is that when it comes to loss and when it comes to healing, you have to work through that. That's why there are therapists out there. That's why there are coaches. You have to do the work. In order for you to get to a place where you're able to fully be healed and transformed and ready to proceed on on your journey to motherhood, especially for those who've had recurrent losses or have gone through IVF and you know just all of the pain and that's associated with spending money mm-hmm. to have a child mm-hmm. and then now having a loss of that and then having to go back and spend more money on another round of treatment, you have to go through the grieving process. You have to grieve. You have to get to a place of healing. And going to therapy is a good thing. And that's another stigma that's in the Black community that we don't look after our mental health. Therapy is good for us, guys. We have to go to therapy in order to get to a place of healing. So um, another great podcast for those listeners is Therapy for Black Girls with Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford. She's another podcaster out there. Um, That's a great resource for people to go to if they're looking for a therapist in their area, especially those who are who have had some trauma and regarding loss and want to have um, people locally that you can reach out to and that may be in your network from an insurance purpose. So Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for mentioning Dr. Joy. She's amazing. Yes, she is. Thank you so much, Erica, for coming on. I hope everybody else can hear and feel the passion in your voice because I can and it's energizing. And I know that they will really appreciate all the work that you're doing and come, come on over and listen. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much again for having me. And I'm excited for everyone to learn a little bit more about the Sisters in Lost community. Thank you so much, Erica, for sharing your story and the beautiful work that you're doing. If you guys want to get connected to Erica, go to ericammcafee.com, or you can also find her podcast and the Sisters in Lost private community is at sistersinloss.com. She's also on Instagram and Facebook. And from October 15th through the 19th, she is offering a free healing and prayer online summit. And you can find that through ericamcafee.com slash summit. It is an online summit for women of color who've experienced loss. And she calls it a prayer summit where there's Christian faith healing through therapy, essential oils, journaling, and meditation. So if you'd like to check that out, go find her and sign up for that for October. As usual, I thank you so much for being with us today and love to have you as a subscriber and follower of the Mom and Mind podcast. Please do share this podcast with whoever you think could benefit, which essentially I think is everybody. I don't know about you, but I think everyone can benefit from this information. And I really hope that you guys feel that way too and can share it with those around you. Thank you so much. Until next time. By joining us today, you are part of the growing community of people who are aware and concerned for mothers and families during this beautiful and sometimes very difficult time of life. If you or someone you know is having a hard time, help is available. You can feel better. Please look for resources for help at momandmind.com. Together, we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Mom and Mind community.
I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.